favorite line was um when they're all throwing the atoms around in the um classroom and then the teacher comes in and he's just like my atoms welcome back to where's my stick um my name's danielle i'm kelsey i'm christy and we are back today with another episode so today we can talk about we finally know who won the cup and it was the blues so they defeated the bruins four to one in game seven in boston um and the con Smythe winner was ryan o'reilly ladies do we have any thoughts on that on um, the cons mic or the blues winning Just the cup? Just blues, everything, everything. Um, you guys can go first because I have <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted the Bruins to win, but I am happy that you know the Blues got their first ever Stanley Cup. I think that that's really exciting, and um, I'm happy for the Tarasenko family and Joel Edmondson has been wearing a crop top a lot, and I like that. And um, Colton Perrieco seems to be having a good time, so that's all good. But yeah, it was kind of a meh Stanley Cup final for me. So I actually went to bed at like nine <laughs> fifteen, like during the like when the game was going on. So I woke up to it, and like I I wanted the Bruins to win. I would have preferred the Bruins to win, and I'm not happy that the Blues won at all. But I'm happy for the Tarasenko family and the Kachuk family only. Like, those are the only two. Like, I am i don't care about anybody else. I'm trying to, like, not watch stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I am so happy. <laughs> I think I'm just, like, happy for the Tarasenkos and, like... While I was watching the game, and, like, it looked like the Blues were going to win, I was just like, okay, do you guys think Yana is there? And my sister's like, no, she just gave birth. Like, she cannot be there. And I was like, but, you know, maybe, like, she could have flown. It's like, the baby's a week old. No. And I was just like, I, like, I just want to see the baby in the cup. And, like, they were, oh, gosh, they were so, like, the pterosicles, they were so cute. Like, he had his brother and Mark there. And, like, um... Like, he FaceTimed, like, during, it was just so, it was just a lot. And then Pareko and Edmonton. And there's just, like, a lot of people that I didn't realize were on the Blues that were on the Blues. Like, Michael Delzato and um, Chris Thorburn. I didn't realize he was on the Blues. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really care about the Blues besides the Tarasenkos. But I was just really happy that Vlad got a cup. Um, I was surprised that Ryan O'Reilly got the Smythe because I didn't realize he was good during the playoffs. But good for him. As long as they didn't go to Bennington, I was happy. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, yeah, same. I was like, I, I could care less that Ryan O'Reilly got it, but just as long as Jordan Bennington didn't get it, um, I was happy about that. But apparently, like, <laughs> this is how much you could tell I did not watch any of the the Stanley Cup final. So Ryan O'Reilly had, like, a goal in, like, six of the seven games. Um, I guess. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, hey. I would have preferred Tuca. I know because he let in four goals, people were going to say no. But I 
just really, I like Chukarask. I like. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like the Bruins, but I don't. But I do. You do. Though. You do. Um, I like I like Chuka too, but I think. Oh, Chuka like during. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> during during the actual like game though, at first it looked like the Blues were nervous, but they they just rallied like they went like a like ten minutes without a shot, and then they kind of just poured it on, and then the Bruins stopped stopped being good. Like I think. I think I read that like the Patrice line, yeah, or the Perfection line, they hadn't, they didn't score like an even strength goal like yeah. all series, yeah, which was rough. And then Pasternak, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pasternak yeah. had um, he whiffed on a couple of mm-hmm. um passes, and Pareko and what's his name, Pe- Petrangelo, they played like the whole game like they didn't stop which is wild I don't know I like teams like who didn't win before winning so I'm excited for the city of St. Louis on that end but there are a couple people on the blues that not really happy have a cup yeah obviously I I feel so bad saying this but I don't like I'm not happy for teams like, cities that haven't won a cup. If I feel like your team doesn't deserve it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, if... Maybe it's just because I don't like the Blues. And maybe that's it. Because I was going to say the Caps. Like, I was I was pissed the Caps won. But I was also so happy they won. Like, I was pissed for the fans. Because, like, Caps fans are so, like... Just not my cup of tea a lot of the time. But the the Caps players I just felt, like, so happy for and, like, relieved for. I really didn't feel that way for the Blue, for the Blues. And, I mean, the Bruins, like, five of the – out of their – five of the roster have been on the Stanley Cup team, winning team before, and so I don't know. I don't know. But I, heard, I read somewhere that they were saying that – or, no, no, I was listening to Dmitry Filipovich – Dmitry Filipovich is yeah. – I don't know, <laughs> his podcast. And he was saying how – or the guy that he had on there, Alex Perrett, was saying that the Stanley Cup final kind of really went down to like which team was the was the healthiest. Mm-hmm. And do you, so, do you guys agree with that? I mean, Boston was pretty beat up, um, but do you believe that like the they the Blues won because they were probably more healthy or healthier than the Blues uh, Bruins? Um, I don't yeah. Know. Yes and no. Like, yeah, like, the Bru- the Bruins probably had more men lost, like, to the, um, to injury. Mm-hmm. But also, I think their top guys also didn't play as well. So, I mean, like, it's not like it didn't, because they went to game seven. Yeah. And, like, none of the games were really, like, oh, like, complete blowout, blowouts well, except for, like, two. Yeah, and they were both Bruins. The, it was, like, I've read this one. I, I don't think Game 7 counted, but out of the six games, like, the one, the, the three that the, the Blues won, um, the Bruins lost a defenseman in those games. And when they didn't lose mm-hmm. a defenseman, they won, except for the Game 7. So, all right, let me just – we didn't put uh, – like, I, I want to just sink this in. This is um Melissa – 
Ingami? I don't know. But um, she has a full list of the Bruins' um, injuries. And so Wagner, something was wrong with his arm. Grieslick, a concussion. Marchand, abdomen, groin, hand sprain. DeBrusque, concussion. Chara, multiple jaw fractures. Uh, Bergeron, groin. Pasternak, thumb. Achari or Akari, broken sternum. Moore, shoulder, humerus. Hermes, and then Miller kneecap slash everything. So I don't know what Miller was going through, but uh, it seemed like a lot. So I'm just yeah, like, I, oh, so go ahead. I was just gonna say there's no playing through a concussion league. <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not like that's extremely problematic. And yeah, I couldn't even believe that's something that like is something they. I, I I am shocked that two of them, not just one player, was playing through a concussion too, and, and it's just that mind boggles, like that just blows my mind, and like, so that's what I'm saying, like I mean some of these, some of the things that they mess up with, like the Patrice line not being as dominant as they needed to be, I mean that was all that was all series, but like all three of them are going through something. Like Patrice has like a groin injury, Martian abdomen, groin, hand, um, Pashnak thumb. Well, Pashnak, ah. but I mean, maybe that's what made him whiff on those shots. I don't know, but I don't know. I just wanted to ask that question. I just like, yes. And that's what the playoffs are though right it's yeah it's very rare that it's like the best team like in the league actually wins it's kind of like a war of attrition but um i i mean which is kind of hockey culture because like half of these injuries these guys should not be playing at all and i don't know if like the blues came out with their injuries like i don't i didn't really pay attention after that but, um, I don't know. The guys with the concussions, like, I wonder if that was more them trying to hide, like, hide their symptoms or being, like, you guys, like, continue to play even though you're injured. Because it's, like, DeBrusque, I feel like he's not that big of a person on the team for them to be, like, oh, no, 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 absolutely, you have to play. Um Maybe, I don't know, but I feel like in the Stanley Cup, like, you need everybody. Like, you need everybody to contribute. And so, you know, and the guys that you hear about are the guys that, I mean, obviously your stars step up, but, like, the Connor Sheary's, the Brian Russ, like, in those big games, like, you need players that you don't always rely on to step up and become reliable. So, DeBrusque may not be as big as Chara, but he still was useful and still they needed him. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the coach. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what's going through the players' heads. I just... I just wondered if this is just me, my broken, my broken Bruins hearts. Like if the Bruins were healthy, they would have won. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from the Blues winning though. Oh, I was like, I mean, (laughs) like the past couple years, like I'm not a, I'm not really a Blues fan and I'm not a Caps fan, but I, I can appreciate like teams and players that have been waiting a long time to, like, win. Mm-hmm. And I think Tarasenko, he, like, when they won, he hugged the, who's the that GM? person? The GM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be like, thank you for not, not trading, trading all of us. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because like at the be like January first, yeah. they were the yeah, last thing in the was league. Literally supposed to be in Buffalo right now. Um, no, thank you. Like, but literally um, supposed to be in Buffalo on that power play. And I, I, I like when players have stuck with a team and win with that team. So I just, I don't know. I'm just happy for them that they got one. I don't. Do you guys think they can repeat next year? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I it'll be interesting to see them try. I think it's fun to see teams try to repeat, mm-hmm. um, and see how hard it is. Because, no, yeah, you know, everyone, I feel like everyone was like, I mean, no, I, I guess it's just me being bitter. But I feel like people were like, oh, the Penguins, like, they just, they always, like, it's it's not that hard. Like, when Obi won it, he was like, back to back. Like, you, like, you don't know. And, like, maybe that's because I was insane and followed the back to back cup run so closely. Like, I lived and died by each win in the regular season and each injury and each call up and new person and, like, trade and maybe that was just me but I just saw like how hard it was for the pens to do it and like Benino being hurt and like Daly finally getting a chance then Chris being hurt like it just was like like everything like it just was not easy so for teams to be like oh back to back like we're gonna do it it's like you could try man but that is hard it's hard and like playing 82 games and then playing another, like, what, 21 at, like, not 21, 16 at least. Like, yeah. Not to bring great. it, not to, <laughs> just think, just think about all the things that had to go the Blues' way for them to even get to the cup final. Like, Eric Carlson being hurt in San Jose, yeah. like, um, <laughs> the Jets being the Jets. But they said that they were saying that the Jets gave, or maybe maybe I'm missing, maybe I'm misinterpreting this. I think I on Dimitri's podcast they said the Jets gave the Blues the most trouble, or it's the Shifley line gave the Pareko pairing the most trouble. But I, can't I, remember I listened one. and I think it was the Shifley line okay. gave Pareko the most trouble, like well, Pareko. Like, yeah, a lot of things had to go right. I mean, I wasn't really um, worried about the Jets. Because, like, okay, because the, they're in the Western Conference. The Western Conference is so freaking easy. And I know everyone says, like, oh, you have Nashville, you have Winnipeg, you have, like, um, the Golden Knights and San Jose. and like, But, yeah, San Jose and the Knights had to play each other. Then, I mean... Um, who did the Blues play first? The, the Jets? Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah, and Winnipeg was, like, limping into the playoffs anyway. Oh, so it's, babies. like, they really didn't have to play anyone, like, it didn't really have to play, like, crazy teams. Like, oh, it was so, so hard. So, I mean, <laughs> like, you're right. So many things had to go right, and it's just, like, ugh. Like, yes, normally I'm, like, but, like, I, I still know. don't want to, like, just yeah, like for them. absolutely, Christy, absolutely for you. Don't discredit the Blues. Like me, <laughs> I will discredit them. Like I don't care. I don't like like seeing them at their parade. Like anyone that's not Tarasenko, I genuinely could care less. Like I have no thoughts. I have no like opinions okay. on it because like I don't. Can we care. just talk about Tarasenko though? Did you see Tarasenko number three in the cup? Yes, I did see that. Like, okay, okay, I just want people to know, Christy was sending me pictures of 
when they won and I was like not answering. <laughs> I know you were and I was just I was like, like she's just, just mad like, but I'm gonna keep sending her kept sending me stuff. And like it literally took like what three days afterwards for me to be like oh my god. Yeah. Like, look at <laughs> That's how bad I was. Like I was so, oh like anything blue and yellow. I she's was not even a person. <laughs> like she's so fake. She's so fake. <laughs> I feel like you both are secretly Bruins fans. You both love Charlie McAvoy. Okay, but I'm not Bruins and we're not talking about like, this. The Bruins won the cup. Like, okay, but like also like Charlie McAvoy's very sweet. I like literally. I know but this, and I understand. And I understand this, but Tara Single deserved to win the cup. No, and that's true. Like, can you imagine the Bru- the Bruins like? If they won the cup, like, who would be the guy walking around in a crop top? Who on the Bruins? Brad Marchand. That's what no, I was going to no. say. Do you think so? I think Brad's too I old to be so. doing that. No, it's okay. I think, like, Charlie no, Boyle. No. I could see Charlie Mm-mm. Boyle. No, it's I Marchand. I Pasternak? For sure. Oh, no, you know what? Yeah, Pasternak. For sure. Pasternak? I think and it's McAvoy. I mean, not McAvoy. No, McAvoy, like, he's, he's, like, no, he's like very sweet. Is that no, am Michael? I lying? Yeah, it's Charlie. No, 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 no. He's sweet. Okay, I'm hundred percent on board with this. I, I just, feel, I just don't I want the city of Boston to win anything ever again. Like, he can go to another team. That's okay, and that's fine. Like, I would like him to come to one of mine. No, because <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he can come to Pittsburgh, and that's it. No, you never want anyone to come to Pittsburgh. Don't even start saying it now. Like you never give Pittsburgh anything. So no, don't even. He can come to my he team. Can't go to I Philly. love him. But anyway, back to the Terry goes. Like they were just adorable, and the fact that everyone calls Mark his son, and uh, he, he calls is. Mark his son. But Mark is his like, son. Mark is his son. And then he was Mark was doing Mark was talking to um, Jeremy Roenick, and then Jesse, uh, Vlad was just like, "Look at the English on this guy." I was just like, "Don't make fun of him. He's like ten years old." Was he speaking and pe- in a in a heavy accent? Mark? Uh, no, Mark was speaking fine. Like I think so. <laughs> but Jesse was just like, "Geez, look at the English on here. Wow." Just like, oh my gosh. Like he's a, like he's proud of his son. No. And people are just like, why does Tarasenko have a twelve year old son? <laughs> it's like leave him alone. I'm That's like, his first son. of all, like if y'all don't know the story, then mind your business. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like Mark doesn't need to be like reminded people to be like, Who is this kid? Like that's his dad. Um the one Insta story where freaking Alex, I don't know what they were saying, but then Alex gave him a little kiss and then walked away. I, like, my heart broke. Yeah. Like, I was just like, wow, that's actually, that's that's what the cup's about. Like, the babies. Fact that, like, they, he got to, they got to keep the cup, after, like, afterwards for, like, a day because yeah, his family, like, his wife was at home. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. I don't think people wow. realize like how much Tarasenko actually is a part of the bu- the Blues like team and like um Saint city Lewis. and stuff like that. Like Tarasenko really is. Yeah, like he he loves might not it. be the captain, but like they love him. They do, they do. 
it's just it was just a lot and I'm just really happy and I can't believe he actually did it. Okay. Oh, my family. Anything else on the the Stanley Cup? Um I didn't what did you think about like people talking about Ryan O'Reilly and bringing up the trade to the, <laughs> to the from the Sabres and stuff? I mean, I didn't really are you my friend or are you like I am my your friend, friend. No, like, it seems like you're I against mean, me I mean people like, are talking really about it but it's just like I don't think it's really that big of a deal like Buffalo was really bad like a year or two ago it makes sense that he would want a trade and the change of scenery like it's a trade that the Sabres kind of had to have made so um, so one of the things that I try, I'm trying to find a tweet that kind of summed up everything like how I feel and like I sent it to Andy but <laughs> when the goodest trade happened I like deleted our uh, <laughs> our like oh, thread because I didn't even want to see like him and I was like don't yeah like I'm just that person um funny I'm trying to think if I do that, but anyway, okay. So, anyway, basically, I like I heard that they the the Pakulas Pagulas wanted to they didn't want to pay his bonus or like because it's like if you don't if he doesn't if they don't trade him before like July first or June then they have to pay pay the bonus, and so Botterill was like on a time crunch that way, and so. You know, I understand not getting, like, the trade needed to happen. Like, they needed to trade Ryan O'Reilly. And, like, in a short time frame because they didn't want to pay a certain amount of money on his contract. So, like, sometimes you just take what you can, like, get, basically. And, like, yeah, the trade, it ended up being bad for um, for the Sabres. But at the same time, like, it kind of just, like... Ryan O'Reilly, like, wasn't happy there. The the team, like, he kind of just checked out, like, and te- all trades aren't always going to be home runs for every GM. Like, sometimes you're going to take a loss, and sometimes it turns out, sometimes stuff turns out, and everything happens and falls in line so perfectly that's like, you can't plan for it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they got a first-round pick for him. They got um, a couple of prospects, and then some, well, they got a prospect. And Tate Thomas is, Tate Tom- Thomas Thomas or Thompson? Tate Thompson. He's like, he was like highly touted. He was like a second tier prospect. So it's like, I mean, they're not, they're not retaining any salary on him. I mean, listen, I don't know why people are so obsessed with this trade. I don't know why. I mean, they're always going to talk about like, oh, Bottero lost this one, Bottero lost this one. Well, you got Jeff Skinner for basically nothing and then signed him. So it's like, you know, you win some, you lose some. I really don't care because if, if Ryan O'Reilly was on the Sabres, would he be, what, what would that do for the Sabres? Would they have gotten into the playoffs? Probably not. Goaltending and bad coaching also help uh, the, the team suck for the half of the season. So it's like, what? I don't know. What more do you want from from them? Like, I just don't. It didn't. It just didn't work out. Like in the in the locker room. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what people want. What more people want. 
And Bottle's like a new GM. Like, yeah, he was like assistant GM under Jim Rutherford and the Penguins, but like, he's a new GM. You think people are going to give him the best of the best trades? Probably not. So, that's how I feel about it. And like, good for Ryan O'Reilly. Like, I'm not like mad at him. I'm not like, oh, like you deserve to suffer because Buffalo suffered. Like, who cares? Like, I don't care. I'm like ready for the next season. Like, I only care about the people on that team, and that's that's it. Like, I don't have any ill will towards Ryan O'Reilly, but it just what would he have done in the Sabres organization? Like, in, in the, on the team? Would they have been in the playoffs? No. They probably would have been one of the teams that get swept if they did. So, like, I don't need any more embarrassment that way. Like, one team's enough. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about it, basically. I just think people just want to be like, ha, 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 you were, you were wrong or whatever. You but. got owned this way, like... <laughs> Everybody gets owned at one point. Like, everyone takes an L, <laughs> literally. Everyone takes an L. Yeah. So, like, tell me which GM that's never lost a trade. Maybe Eiserman? Maybe? I don't know. That's not true. Yeah, I don't even think it's, like, really an, like an L for Buffalo because what he was doing in St. Louis, he wasn't going to do in Buffalo because exactly. he just he didn't. He just he just wasn't there anymore. He literally said that I did not like playing hockey. Yeah. Because, like, like, it just wasn't good for him. So, whatever. And, like, I, I respect people who go, like, they find, like, they are unhappy and they state it and their situation changes. Good for you. Like, that's how it should be. You should try to fight and be happy and you shouldn't stay in the situation just because it's the right thing to do or... It's like people would get mad at you. People that you have no idea who they are will be mad at you. Like, who cares? Right. Like, take, go, and look what happened. He did it, and he won the Con Smythe, and he won the Lady Bing, and I think he's, like, up for um, the defensive award, too. So good for you, Ryan O'Reilly. Like, enjoy it. Fine. But I'm, like, happy with the Sabres how they are now. Like, I, I like, I, they're a rebuilding team. Like, I, I don't know. I really don't know what people want from, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like you said, I think it's just people that want to be like, oh, uh, LOL, LOL, like, all right, sure. Unless unless you're a Blues fan saying that, then, like, what, it, what what's your team doing? Like, who else can make fun of it But besides Blues fans? Everybody else's team took an L, too, so. The only thing I will say is that, like, Flyers fans, apparently, um, they, like, the Flyers and the Sabres were talking about centers, or were talking about Ryan O'Reilly, and I don't know what the Sabres wanted from the Flyers, but Ron Hexall was like, no. <laughs> and, like, if the, if the Flyers had Ryan O'Reilly this year, like, they definitely would have been in the playoffs. <laughs> but, like, I didn't think about the Flyers. The Flyers were, like, almost as toxic as Buffalo this year. So, like, the yeah. and so it's like, I doubt he would have helped there, too. Like, Ron, I mean, um, Dave Hackstall sucked, so. <laughs> wow, both my teams fired their coach, Jesus. So, this week, um, Radko Gudis from the Philadelphia Flyers was traded for Matt Niskanen of the Washington Capitals. Um, this was seen as a salary cap move for Washington and to add experience and guidance on the blue line for Philadelphia. Uh, the Washington GM, Todd McCullen, or Brian McKellen. Isn't there someone named Todd? Anyway, Brian McKellen <laughs> said, We feel this move provides us with fi- financial flexibility as we look for additional ways to strengthen our team. 
Um, in a quote, Matt Niskanen said, um, he said, in talking with GM Chuck Fletcher, my job is going to be as good, to be as good as, wait, is going to be as a good partner. I envision myself being a really good partner for one of these young studs and try to give them confidence to do the things they do well. I'll be right beside them, and I think I can help one of these guys at different points of the year to get better. So, uh, Rad Kagudis is 29 years old, and in the last season, the 18-19 season, he played 77 games, had four goals, 16 assists, um, and was a plus-six rating. He has one year remaining on his contract at $3.35 million, um, and the re- the Flyers have retained 30% uh, of the salary, about $1 million. Um, Matt Niskanen is 32 years old. He The last season, he played 80 games, had seven goals. I'm sorry, eight goals, 17 assists for 25 points, and was a negative three rating. He has two remaining years on his contract at 5.75. <clears throat> So, ladies, what do we think about this trade? I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I like it for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they just took on more money, a player that's older and a player that's not as good. Supposedly, I don't really know. So, <laughs> I. One, I was shattered when this trade came through. I I don't know if many people know this, but I really, really do like Rad Kogudis. Like, he was one of... He was, when I first got into the Flyers, he was the first person whose jersey I got. And, like, I don't know. I just really like Rad Kogudis. Like, he's so sweet. Like, him and his daughter and his son. And they all just look like mini Gudises. It's, like, so crazy. They all just look just like him. And his daughter is so so sweet and they named like a, a police dog after Gudis and like Gudis went and like the police dog came into the locker room and like the daughter was there petting the dog it was just so sweet the, the whole family is very sweet Radko is like fun he was so excited about playing in Prague next season because the Flyers are doing like the abroad games and like I just really like Radko Gudis I know I know I know everyone says that he's like crazy he's like a monster he like does all this stuff but like when he's not playing like crazy he's a really good solid defenseman and like his numbers have all his underlying numbers have always been really positive and the flyers played him in like the third pairing role but like honestly he could have moved up to the fourth pairing um whereas like matt niskanen i don't like matt niskanen ever since he tried to kill Sidney crosby um and like i like don't like matt niskanen <laughs> <laughs> like out of everybody in the caps, I like not a fan of him. And so, I mean, I I actually haven't followed the caps as closely last year, but I do know that his part, him and Dmitry Orlov, um, they they're like they have were not as good as they were like the year before. And I th- honestly, I think that's because of Matt Niskanen. He's not. A capable defenseman like he used to be and I mean he's 32 like we said um and he just is not like he was playing on the fourth I mean on the second pairing as like the fourth defenseman but like the year before he was on the top pair and like I know that the Caps kind of wanted him to him like they were planning for Orlov and Niskanen to be the top pair so that Carlson and um who is the gentleman Kempney Carlson and Kempney can be together 
and play solid. Like, they could be the second pair that's just, like, offensive, offensive. Um, and, like, Orlov and Niskanen is supposed to be the shutdown pair. But that didn't really work out. And it's, like, so crazy because, like, um, this is the second time that, like, I just feel like the Caps GM, like, does a good job of, like, cutting cutting part with players that, like, are, like, on the decline and, like, retooling and, like, getting Radkogudis will be a <coughs> solid third-pairing defenseman for uh, the Caps. Now, I don't know, like, it just... I don't know if, like, Gudis' style of play will be beneficial to the Caps, though, because Gudis takes a ton of point shots. Like, as soon as he is at the point, he will blast away. And that was one of the problems in Philadelphia is that they took a lot of point shots. And, like, as you as you guys know, the, the game is going towards, like, not as many point shots and, like, getting quality scoring chances. Whereas, you know, point shots aren't really that high quality. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I've seen people say, like, listen, like, it doesn't look like this is a really good trade for Philadelphia, but they we will talk about another move that they made for one of the defensemen later, but adding Matt Niskanen adds that veteran presence, and he is a really good, like, they say he's a really good shutdown defenseman, um, and so playing with either, ideally not, hopefully, Ivan Provorov, but, like, maybe a Shane Goss has been on the second pair, um, he could do well that way, but I really don't want to see Niskanen any higher up than the sec- the second pair because he just can't. 25 minutes a night? No. 20 minutes a night? Mm, but I'll take it. I'll take it over 25, so. I don't know. I'm not really, like, happy about it because, like, it breaks my heart to think of Gudis in a Caps jersey. Like, it breaks my heart, like... I just, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And, like, for the past, like, two years, Andy has been trying to get Gudis. He's like, oh, I wish we could get Gudis. I wish we could get Gudis. Really? Yeah, because, like, Gudis' numbers are really, really good. Um, And, like, when he's not, like, when he's not being Radko Gudis, he really is a good defenseman. And, like, he'll take shots. And, like, yeah, those shots might not go on net, but, like, they create rebounds. And... You know, with, like, when Wayne Simmons was there, like, he was a good net front presence and could tap in a rebound. Like, you just never know. And, like, Gudis, he's 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 a good skater. I think Gudis is a good skater. And, like, he's just overall, like, a really nice guy. And I think he'll fit in um, in the locker room there, which is, like, so upsetting. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> uh, it's the Caps. Even though I, like, like half the Caps locker room, I don't know. I'm so conflicted. But, yeah. I don't know if I like the, I I definitely like this trade more for the Caps than I do for the Flyers. I read that like this trade was to kind of make room so they can sign Carl Haglund. Yeah. That's like I, I can't deal with that. Well, at all. that's like one of the questions I have. Like, wait, I would I want to know if Cap fans would rather sign Carl Haglund or sign Brett Connolly. Because Connolly's gonna oh. give you more offense, but Haglund's very good on the uh, like on the PK. He's just such a good uh, penalty killer, and he's good at he's good defensively. And I feel like a lot of people don't like that because like honestly, as like when I put my Philadelphia goggles on, I'm like get Carl Haglund, get Carl Haglund for that fourth uh, that third line to play with uh, Nolan Patrick, and or uh, and Travis Konechny or Travis Konechny be up on the top line. I don't care. But just help out. Have that, like, Carl is such a good defensive forward. And I feel like that's so hard to have, to find, a good defensive forward. Who's not a, who's not a center? So I should say a defensive winger. But I just hate that, like, <laughs> I just hate that, like, 
the caps are getting like cap space from this. Like they'll be able like they're supposed to be in cap hell like us. Like keep them in cap hell. All these teams helping other people out. I hate it. Yeah, I just oh the fact that they're both still in the metro. Like leave. I and that's so crazy. I thought the Flyers and the Caps weren't like friends. I thought they wouldn't trade with each other, but like of course it's so crazy because in the Metro, like ever no one will trade with the Pens. Like do you ever notice? <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's what it is. I don't think it's like they they necessarily truly hate each other. I think they just hate the Pens. Yeah, like I, do you ever notice? Like there's so many rivalries with the Penguins. <laughs> like, like of course Philly and the Pittsburgh and then DC and Pittsburgh. But it's like sometimes you'll feel like the Rangers are like, oh, the Pens, and it's like, wh- where did you come from? Like I don't even like I'm not even you're not even on my radar right now. But like and then, like it's so off. it's like so annoying because the Caps and the Flyers always like they always do like rivalry night Caps Flyers, and then like y'all over here trading people. I thought this was a rivalry. Don't trade with them. Don't like I don't want anyone on the the Caps team. Especially not Matt Niskanen. If we were going to get anybody, we should got Michael Kempney. He's beautiful. He's Czech. He's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> do you think... I know none of us here are really cap fans, but do you think that, like... Do you think they're going to keep Andre Burkowski, or...? I don't know. I mean, he's always been someone that every year they're trying to trade. Every year they're going to trade. Every year. But then he always stays. So I don't know. I know that my um, Jacob Vronin is going to need a new contract. They're not going to be able to pay him under a million anymore. So I don't know. They have a lot of they have a lot of people that need to think about resigning, like Brett Conley, Michael Verona. I mean, Jacob Verona. They they or- just they just signed. Um, they didn't just sign it, but they signed um, Jensen. Who was a defenseman for them? So I don't know. Or pick two, though. I don't think that they expect to re-sign him. But then that's just oh. bringing up more space. I think that didn't the, they oh, buy yeah, him yeah. out? Yes. Didn't they trade him? They to traded buy him to the Avs. No, the, they traded him to the Avs. The Avs bought him out, and they re-signed him for a million dollars. But it's like I. Why do people just want to help the Caps? That's ridiculous. Help because us. Because they're help like, the because like the Caps, like everyone's like, oh, they're so fun. Like Ovi, like oh, they're drunk. Look at them. Like everyone wants to just like have fun with the Caps, but they oh they they never get mad when the Caps beat them. And I'm just like, Ugh. but every time like, Pittsburgh like sometimes kind of beats them, everyone's like, you devils, like you like, <laughs> devil worship worshippers, like how dare you? And it's like. Like, guys, like, let us beat you, too, and be happy for us. Please. But I, like, will say, I'm, like, I, that's why I don't like talking about the caps. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Mm -hmm. people get, like, they don't, like, take what I say and, like, just let it go. Like, they always, like, throw it against me or hold it against me. But, like, um, Orpik is, like, kind of a really nice guy. And, like, he's, like, really... He's, like, really nice for the city of D.C. Like, he really does a lot of stuff. Um, like, just a couple of weeks ago, he, like, went out and, like, repainted these, like, ball hockey streets in, mm-hmm. in, um, in D.C. And, like, was hanging out. And, like, every time you see anything that, like, um, that's, like, giving back to the community, like, Orpic's always there. And it's just, like, ugh. I know he's, like, an animal. And I know he's, like, awful. And we should not like him. 
But also, no. like, he's very, he's, like, a very nice guy. So, like, I, even though it's a probably smart for the Caps not to re-sign him, and they probably won't re-sign him, I, like, I would miss him. As, like, a person who lives in the, D- like, the Maryland area. The as, DM. like, you know what, as a, as a hockey fan who likes to see hockey players give back to the community, I would miss him. But only okay. that, just as, like, a generic hockey fan. Okay. No one here likes the Caps, okay? Let's just state that. Some people half like the Caps, and we're going to let them do that. And, like, you know what? I have always supported Kelsey, and I'm not going to not support her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. All right. Oh, no. This has been a rough week for me. It's like a rough two days. These all happened last two days. <laughs> oh gosh, holy, holy bother! <laughs> oh. <laughs> our, our good, our good boy, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast. All right, so. Ole Mata was traded to Chicago for Dominic Cahoon and a fifth-round draft pick. Um, Ole Mata uh, is 24 years old. He is the fourth-longest tenured Penguin behind Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. He's been on the team for six years. Uh, last season, he played 60 games. He had one goal, one assist, and was a plus nine. Um, he missed 21 games with a shoulder injury, uh, and he was a healthy scratch for the last three games in the playoffs. Uh, he has three years remaining at $4 million AAV. Um, more on Dominic Cahoon. He's 23. He is a forward. He primarily plays center and left wing. Um, and he's a solid third line player per Chicago scouting reports. Last year was um, his rookie season. He played all 82 games. He had 13 goals and 24 assists for 37 points and was a plus 10. He had two power play points and only six penalty minutes. He is on his entry-level contract and will be an RFA at the end of next season. Um, So the Penguins have about one year for having him under one million. So, all right, let's let's just get into it. What what do we think about this trade? I, I, I think that looking at it like... In a vacuum, Olimata for Dominic Cahoon, it's not a bad trade, but I think looking at the Penguins as a whole, this trade is a symptom or a result of them not being able to get rid of Jack Johnson, and I think that's really annoying about it, that, like, we wouldn't have had to do this if we didn't have Jack Johnson, really. You go, Kelsey. Oh, oh I, I agree. I, I think that this is 100%, not 100%, but I think that this is significantly Jack Johnson's fault. And I will be adding it to my court-approved complaints against him. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't necessarily think it's a bad trade. I just am concerned about Oli's role in Chicago. Um, they have a, like, I think that they're currently sort of overhauling their blue line. And I'm just concerned that he won't fit in there and they'll be mean to him. Oh, <laughs> and he no. won't be happy. And he has to, like, live in a new city. And Oh, my gosh. And Pittsburgh is not, like, Chicago's nothing no. like Pittsburgh. That's, like, no. oh, wow. No. What if he gets lost? He's always I running know. around. He is always, and he gets so drunk all the time. And... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, holy! Um, but in like a fun way, not like a no, sloppy way. No. Like, well, he was drinking yesterday. Okay. Not a fun way. Oh no. Um. Okay. Like okay. So like, I have I feel like three ways about this trade, and I know that's like weird because like my first my first one is like. I'm so, like, I'm so upset. And, like, rationally, yes, you can say all the things. You can tell me all the stats. You can tell me all the ways and show me every single play that this Dominic um, player is good and all the ways that Olimata has messed up. And you could show me all that, and I still would hate it. Because, like, every time they take a player from the back-to-back team, like, it cuts off a piece of my heart like it's like now they're over here and like I want them all together and I just want my boys to be back and I just want them to be happy and I just want to remember how them in that time so that's one way then the second way is like then I feel like this is this is literally Jim uh, Rutherford and Jack Johnson's fault. Like, that yeah, contract yeah. is what pushed it. Like, here he is signing horrible contracts, and now we get rid of another meaningful player. And, like, he's only only, only 24. Why are you trading a, a defensive at 24? He was projected at, like, he was, he was a top, for, he was a first-round pick, and, like, he could be a top defenseman. And if he's not, I feel like that's on the Penguins. That's on them because they didn't develop him right, and they didn't. If they didn't develop him right, then they didn't scout him right. Because like, here he is. He's one of our only first round picks, and now he's gone. And how many first round picks have you traded away? And like now, this is just a mistake. This is you covering up for one of your mistakes, and now we all have to suffer for it. And so that's how I feel on this one. And then my third and last one, I feel like, you know. Is, like, we could blame Rutherford and we can blame um, Jack Johnson, but then also, like, okay, maybe Pittsburgh just wasn't right for Ole anymore. Like, just the style of play, the management, like, maybe he does need to change his scenery. And it's not, and it's, and I don't know if it's maybe he needs to change his scenery or just the team needs a change. Because here it is, like, they went out and they embarrassed themselves. They embarrassed themselves getting swept in the first round. And, like, yeah, Ole had, like, nothing to do with them getting swept, literally, because he was scratched three games. But maybe this is the shakeup at one of the core players that we weren't expecting to leave. Like, yes, he's thrown Malkin's name, Rutherford has thrown Malkin's name around. Yes, he's thrown Kessel's name around. And Ole just had to be the one to get traded. And it sucks because, like, Ole means a lot to us. And to the city of Pittsburgh, and maybe this is what it takes to get the players to be like, okay, whoa, like now Oli's gone, 
and we need to do something about it. And so maybe, maybe in Chicago, and I hate to say it, like maybe he can find something there in Chicago. And, you know, it's not like they need Oli. Like maybe they want Oli just for like his style of play, like not super fast paced. Like Chicago doesn't seem like a super speedy team because like Dylan Strom's not that fast. But like, so maybe he'd be able to, you know, get the help and the development that they need. And like, I don't like Chicago, but like, I don't think they're, I think their coach is good with like younger guys. And maybe what happened in like with to Dylan Strom can like semi happen to Olimata and he can get back to form when he played with Paul Martin. I don't know. I don't know. But I keep thinking like maybe this was maybe this could be a good thing for Oli. And maybe this is what the Penguins need. But overall, I'm still back at the first one and I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. I don't think yeah. I've ever been upset like this about a trade. Like not even Carl Hagelin. Well, Oli was like your favorite player. I know. Yeah. You guys are like, I feel like, basically friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would, I would agree with that. As like, a, as like a poor one out, let's like, let's say our favorite only Mata moment. I think mine would have to be, and like apparently he's like really embarrassed about this, would be like the parade. Oh. And, like, when we found out that he... That whole... The day of the parade was, like, just my... my everything was my favorite Oli thing. And, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. When he was passed out on the balcony, like... And then somehow still wound up at a house party later that night. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. But then also the first time he tried Chick-fil-A, another great Oli moment. That's such a cute photo. That is such a cute <laughs> photo. Like, it's... Like, I was like, oh, that's a baby. Like, that's... Like, with the ketchup? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, Steve Cole didn't do a lot for me, but he did that. And I was was happy for that. I think the fact that, like, no one has anything bad to say about him. Like, Justin's, like, the way he described Justin Schultz is, like, he's just so happy all the time. And then being, like, semi-best friends, I'm gonna (laughs) miss that. Yeah. I there was this one time I think he was delivering season tickets or something and the girl thought a real penguin was coming and he was just like, Oh, sorry girl, sorry girl <laughs> I thought it was so cute. He was like genuinely sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like he's sweet, like they don't deserve it. They don't, they don't. And you then like what? him with his billet billet family, like yeah. when he was like on the night. They were he was just like they became my real family. Just like you're too sweet. He's he's a good bean. Chicago got a really good guy. They did. Oh. I mean <sighs> Apparently this new guy. I just is don't good want too. them to touch him. Yeah. Like who's just like Chicago general, to touch him? Or like like what part of Eddie Chicago? Anyone at Chicago. Just like what about anyone Taze? on that team. I mean Taze, yeah, but just like <laughs> Kane is still on the team. Like, I just... I, like... <laughs> I love that Chrissy, like, doesn't like Chicago, but then, like, when I bring up Jonathan Tate, she's like... <laughs> she looks a little bit conflicted. And, like, I'm like, that's such a... That's the same. That's safe. Like, I... Uh, it's just, like... Uh, I mean, I guess... Like, I guess Chicago, they're kind of collecting good eggs on their team. But they still have, like, one... 
huge rotten apple on there. And That's just, always been the problem with Chicago is that they do have like the like the supporting guys are very um, like they have some really great supporting guys like. I always say this, but, like, Dustin Bufflin was on that team. And, like, he was so fun on that team. And so, like, I can understand why, like, some people enjoy some of the Blackhawks. But, like, yeah, Kane is just, like, the worst. And, like, you don't want to look at him. Like, honestly. Like, you don't want to look at him. He's ugly. Can I just say, (laughs) just real quick, my dad bought, um, like, some of that Gatorade, and I, like, had PTSD. I was like, oh, God. Wait, what? Remember last year during the playoffs, there was that commercial where it was, like, smooth? Oh, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I, like, blacked that out. I was like, oh, my God. Like, get this out of my house. (laughs) Like, your dad's like, oh, my God. (laughs) What's this girl's problem? Oh gosh, all everything. That's and I'm ha- I'm like happy that Oli is an American, so like he, like he looks at like Kane and is like whatever, who cares? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know how every like yeah. American like literally drools over Kane, but like yeah, yeah. I was like, keep your head, yeah. Oli. Watch your back. Keep your head up. I know. I'm like, like he's a big for the like, city of Pittsburgh. Me yes. just like DMs uh, Dylan Strome, please take care of him. Like, please be nice to him. Like, <laughs> I feel like if he could become friends with like Dylan Strome and Alex DeBrincat, maybe he'd be okay. You know, I actually yeah. don't trust Alex DeBrincat. No? Um, Why? Yeah, I don't trust him. He just like, his face seems sneaky. Wow. Um, One thing uh, I wanted to say about um, Dominic Cahoon is that he, I think is... Like, like pretty fast. Yes. And when um, Jim Rutherford was asked about it, he was like, well, that's not our intention. I'm like, I swear to God. What? <laughs> well, like, we should, we should talk about his comments. Um, I don't know if you guys want to do it now or a little bit later, but he is a mess. Like, Jim Rutherford, like, he's a mess. But I, the I one thing I wanted to talk about Cahoon is that he is, everyone keeps talking about how he can play all three positions, and, like, that was, like, a big part of what they liked about him. Do you think that Sullivan will actually play him in all three positions? Because, or, yeah, yeah, like, because, like, we'll have players who are quote-unquote centers, but Sullivan never gives them a chance to be a center, a.k.a., like, Jake. Yeah. (laughs) It probably depends, like, if he shows like a strength in one of them. I feel like Sullivan is good at like playing to a player. Sh- I mean, not always a lot of the times he will like throw players into play- positions they're not suited for. But I feel like if, you know, he has a lot of chemistry with like Malkin on the wing or something, he would be on the wing, but mm. I feel like he'll also try, maybe try him as like fourth or third line center. Do you think this means that the Penguins can trade Nick Bukestad? I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, honestly, yeah, I just, I don't know enough about Cahoon to be like, I feel like Bukestad is a little bit more tried and tested. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know too much about Cahoon, so I just don't know if I'd feel secure trading Bukestad at this moment. But I do feel like it gives that as an option. 
That's true. I, I I agree because I just keep thinking. I'm just trying to make room for. I'm just trying to make some room because yeah yeah that takes like makes four million. And if we know that, so say like if Dick Busack is moved, we McCann can play center and he's played center for us. Um, he only got moved to the wing when like Sullivan tried him with Sid, and then everyone was like, oh my god, they work together. And it's like Sid and a plastic bag work together. What are you talking about? But anyway, that's how I feel. But anyway. Um, Sid so, is the longest, like, the last first round pick we have. Yeah. Yep. This feels good. Feels really <laughs> good. Um, and so, yeah. So, like, McCann can move to 3C. And then this Cahoon guy could, if he sparks some, you know, you know, chemistry with Malkin or Crosby, he can play on the wing and take McCann's spot wherever he was playing on the wing. And then I always feel like Teddy Bluger is a solid fourth line center. I continue I to feel that way. Um, and he makes so little that it's like, yes, please, we need space. So trading, and I know that the center market isn't as desirable as it could be this off season. So teams that need a center, like you can get a good return for them. Like some teams like, I know Buffalo needs a center, obviously, I know they do, but other teams could use a second or third line center, and I think that could be that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, would you want him to be a second line center on Winnipeg? I feel like Winnipeg, I feel like, yeah, because I don't feel like he's good enough to be. So see, look at you, bring it up Winnipeg and y'all don't even need him. Winnipeg needs help, okay. Yeah, I know, but I mean... But I'm just saying, like, you could get, like, a good a good return. Like, in my mind, a good return is, like, maybe a first-round pick. Um, I don't know. Maybe a second-round pick because we don't have that. Like, hell, I'll go with a third-round pick. We don't have that. And you take you get rid of some cap space. That gives you a little bit more wiggle room. So with – actually, let me look at up how much cap space they have with Monogon. Like, six million. Six million? Okay. So yeah, well, is it really six million? Because I thought they were like already they were were three under the cap. So maybe it's seven. It says six point three seven. Oh, gosh darn it! Okay, I thought it was more. <coughs> so then they would have five. So they would have ten. Yeah. Wait. They would never do so- that. The Rangers, no. Yeah, I had to think about which one's a bit of jab was because I get him and Zuccarello still mixed up. Zuccarello's a wing. Yeah, would you guys sign Zuccarello? I would, for personal reasons. <laughs> and he's good. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's actually like pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he's but he's injury prone, which is like he'd fit in real well with the Penguins, but. Oh god. Does he they play on the penalty him. kill? Like Zook? Yeah. I don't I don't think so. Okay. Like he's already injury prone, like without being on the penguins. Yeah. So like him being on the penguins would break him. Yeah. So literally. Real quick, I know because we're almost finished up with the penguin stuff, I just wanted to ask, did anyone read the two articles? One was by Josh uh Yohi on the Athletic that talked about, like, he, like, did an interview with Jim, Jim Rutherford and basically saying that, like, Kessel's not going to be traded. Did anyone read that? I didn't read that. That power oh. move on Kessel. Yeah, yeah so apparently know. Kessel, like, okay, I didn't realize this, but every time you get traded, you get to resubmit an eight-team list if that's, like, in your contract. 
So I guess when Kessel got traded to Pittsburgh, he put in eight teams that he knew wouldn't want him just so that he could have more control, which is like a boss move. And like, basically, Kessel was like, yeah, I'm not saying yes to any, um, any trades. And like some of the quotes on there that your mother ever put on there, I'm just like, like, you are such a joke of a man. Like, I mean, brat is one. Joke of a man is another. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand how, like, fragile his ego is. That's, like, you can sit here and say horrible things about players and just say, oh, like, you know, it's a business. Or, like, oh, they know I didn't mean it that way. And, like, apparently, like, he was talking about the Malkin, like, what he said about Malkin. He was like, yeah, well, like, you know, we're not um gonna move Malkin but he knows that it's like a business and he knows that I think Malkin is a great like he knows I think he's a great player and it's just like you literally and figuratively little little man like here's a guy that has put blood sweat and tears into Pittsburgh is a huge part of Pittsburgh culture and hockey culture in the city and you sit here and say that and then don't even say sorry for making the for trashing you and putting out all these rumors about you and trying to trade you. Right. And like then with the whole Kessel thing, he's like, well, you know, he has a lot of control, but he has a lot of control. Like it's like so like you're a joke. It's 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 crazy. And like I don't really um I mean, I don't like Josh Yohe, but I know that like when he says those things, like, what, he's not, like, lying when Rutherford says says these things. Like, Rutherford uses him as a puppet. And, like, it's just, like, it's just embarrassing that you, you treat, and I just know, like, it's just, it's just embarrassing to me. And I, I can't believe that, I mean, here's, like, you won two cups with these people and you don't have any, but you don't have any, any type of, like, respect for them but yet with Hornquist you would put yourself in front of a train for him or you know Jack Johnson you would put yourself in a train for him but it's like Malkin and Kessel you would just say like whatever like get out of here like you're he's a brat uh, you're right Chrissy he's a brat um but the other article I wanted to bring up was one that I think Pensburg, uh your boy they said that the Pens, if the Pens are going to trade, um, this was before the Josh Yohe article came out, but if the Pens are going to trade, um, the Pens are going to trade Kessel, they should try to get Corey Perry. And, like, obviously this is a joke, I'm assuming. I tweeted at them, I was like, is this a joke? And they never answered me. But I'm assuming that this is a joke, because... Corey Perry's contract is hilarious, and this past season, he only had 10 points, so for me, it's a no, but I don't know, you ladies, what did you think about training for Corey Perry, who's 34? Yeah, no. Yeah. No? Not, would you think about it, or is it a, it's a, it's a quick and efficient no? Very quick, very efficient. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, like, I would take Hampus Lindholm off the ducks. For like, sure. Yeah. Ricard Raquel, even. Yeah, Ricard Raquel. You know what? I'll be sweet, and I'll just take Troy Terry. I'll, I'll take, take John Gibson. Like, um, what about Adam Henrique? No. No, I'm no. Good. I'm no. Good on Adam <laughs> I'm good on that. 
Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with him. I just don't want him. So, speaking of people's contracts and bad contracts, you know, Corey Perry's not the best. But the buyout window has started. I forget what, it was like, what, yesterday? So, the 15th? At like 12 p.m. or something like that. Teams were able to buy out people on their teams or players on their teams. And the Kings did something. They bought out Dion Phaneuf. They bought him out immediately. Did oh. not wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so they bought out Dion Phaneuf, who is 34. He Last season, he played 67 games. He had one goal and five assists for six points and was a surprising <laughs> negative 21 and a plus minus uh, differential. He still has um, two years left on a seven-year deal um, and makes about $7 million per the Kings acquired him in 2018 and play, and he has played 93 games for them. Um, scored In those 93 games, he scored 16 points and has uh, 68 penalty minutes. Whew. Dion Phaneuf. Seems like the, <laughs> the, the, the Kings have had enough. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, you... Christy, you uh, you don't like this? Oh no no no! I like this, but I'm scared because Dmitry Filipovich was like, I can't wait to see like a team like pay him a million dollars to p- be their seventh defenseman. And I'm just like, you know what team and what no, DM would act would absolutely do that? Do that? Don't. They don't have Jim money. Rutherford. We literally have. Two other Dion Phaneufs on our on our team. We literally have two Phaneufs. What would it mean if like is um is Jack Johnson buyout eligible? Yeah. Do yes. Like what? How what would how would that look? I don't really know so, anything okay. about buyouts. Like I have like five dollars to my name right now, but I will contribute it to the Jack Johnson buyout fund. I for sure will contribute all the money that I have for <laughs> the buyout. I know it's like I know there's like some money that goes against the cap if you buy someone out, but I don't really know what that means. Um, but Jack Johnson's making oh god, it's, it's like, not even the money amount that's so bad. It's just it's the, the money term. too. It's the money too. Oh, <gasps> it's the term. It's the term. I just saw how long <laughs> that is. Yeah. Wow. Let me see yeah. Jack Johnson. Ooh. That's like yeah. Okay, let's see. All right, so if we bought out Jack Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, they gave her. him. He's making four million dollars next year. They gave him like a what? A sixteen million dollar deal. Eight, 15, yeah. 15. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So if they bought him out, the cap hit each year. So the nineteen twenty season, it would only be two hundred and seventy thousand. Then the next year, it would be one point two seven million. Yeah. Then the next year, it would be one point two seven. Then the next year after that, it would be the twenty two twenty three season would be two million. Then the 23-24 season, it would be 1 million, 1 million, 1 million, 1 million. I say 
do it. Like, that's not bad. So the... Until 2027? Yeah. 2627. I say do it. Let's do it. 12.25 million left on his remaining salary. He has four years remaining, so the buyout length would be eight years. Yeah. I mean, the only one, the only year that it really hurts is um, 22-23, where you have to pay him $2 million. And that's after the lockout, right? Yeah. Because the lockout's supposed to be 21-22, right? I think so. I think... Assuming that the cap is going to go up, and if that means that he doesn't have to play for the Penguins, I'm all for it. I am team buyout Jack Johnson, because no one's going to trade for him. No. I kind of wish Kessel had accepted that trade, and we could just be done with Jack Johnson. That's the only reason. No, that's the only reason (laughs) I would have wanted it to happen. Kelsey, jeez. Well, but I also, like, I don't think we're going to re-sign Phil. I don't think no, we have the money. We'll no. The, the, the pens will be done when Phil's done. <laughs> done. But I think Phil has a couple more years left now. Yeah, for sure. Who else would be buyout eligible? On the pens? Not on the pens, just in general. Well, there was another buyout. Ryan <laughs> The Flyers. Oh, right, 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 right. So the Flyers have placed defenseman Andrew McDonald on unconditional waivers for the purpose of terminating his contract. Wait. So Andrew McDonald is, listen, he, he's not good. He's not good, but he's so, like, he's, they all love him. Like, they, and they love him. And, like, teams, they they put they always put Gossespierre or Provorov with him. And it's just, like, not fair because it's, like, let those kids play. Like, don't let them bring a sandbag, like, tied to their skates. Would you rather Matt Niskanen or Andrew McDonald? I mean, Matt Niskanen, but, like, that's not fair because Matt Niskanen isn't as bad as Andrew McDonald. But Matt Niskanen is a horrible person person and andrew mcdonald's actually he's like pretty soft he's a virgo and they're problematic which in in lies why he's so bad andrew mcdonald's because he's the virgo yeah on the ice he's problematic on the ice okay am i lying do you think andrew mcdonald is good no i don't think he's good but I wouldn't say that Virgos are problematic on the ice. They're like, I, all right, let's not say problematic, but we can say, like, they're chaotic, and they are, they're chaotic, for sure. I would say that. Um, yeah, I would say that for sure. Do you think, what do you think, like, what are the differences you think you'll see in Gosses Bear and Provorov without Andrew McDonald. See, that's hard to say because there's a new coaching staff. So, like, if it was a, if mm. there was a consistent coaching staff and we could just see them without Andrew McDonald and know, like, what we saw in past years without Andrew McDonald as a partner and what we saw mm-hmm. would be what we will see, then I could say, I mean, like, when it's so hard because last season the Flyers were so, like, they were. It seemed like they were a bunch of Virgos because they were chaotic because of <laughs> what was going on. 
But, I mean, Ghost and Provorov were very good together. And then the start of last season, they were not very good together. And I don't know if it was Ivan because Hacksaw, Hextall, no, Ron Hextall. He said that, you know, there are some players that are out there that are just focusing on, like, getting points so that they can pad up their contract negotiations. And that was something that, like, they kind of, like, pointed at uh, Ivan Provorov was doing. And he, Ivan Provorov had a horrible season last season. And um, it wasn't good. So I don't know if that added to it. So I don't know how they're going to play next season. But when they're not with Andrew McDonald, they're better, for sure. Like, it's there's no there's no doubt in my mind that when they're not with Andrew McDonald, they're better. Like, when Andrew McDonald's not on the ice, they're better. Like, when he's oh, not geez. the sixth defenseman, they're better. Like, his idea of, like, penalty killing is just falling on the ice. And then teams skate around him and score. Like, it's, it's shocking. It's like, well, it's not shocking after the 20th time he does it, but it's just like... So you think that's going to work again? Like, after evidence has shown that it doesn't work. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, this will work. And everyone's like, yes, look at him get down and flop on the ice. Man, that's vet presence. And it's like, it's not, though. It's not. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm happy that they did it, but I'm also kind of sad because I know that the boys will be sad without um, Andrew McDonald. But it's, like, better. It's good for the team. This, we needed this. Like yeah. I was, I was shocked that Chuck did it, but you know what? Chuck's just doing whatever he wants at this point. He doesn't care how I feel. So, <laughs> I mean, he's been making moves, and not yeah. all of them are bad. I mean, yeah. Like I like this move with the buyout. I like trading for the rights to Hayes, but trading Red Kogudas, like I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what all Flyers fans wanted, right? They wanted someone to make moves. They wanted uh, someone to do something while they're doing it. And now... All right. So anything else you want to talk about with the Penguins, buyouts? Anything else? No. No? Okay. So we all watched (laughs) (laughs) The Mighty Ducks. And... Like you guys, you by this time you guys will already know. We are like every couple of episodes we are going to be watching a hockey movie or documentary and then discussing it. So this week's is The Mighty Ducks, and we thought that was a really good movie to start off with because it's a classic. Um, so yeah, I'll just open up the floor, ladies. What did you think about The Mighty Ducks? <laughs> I think Kelsey should go first. <laughs> so, I didn't. I didn't like it. <laughs> so out of ten, what would you rate it? Like a three. What do you think, like, younger Kelsey would rate it? Like a three. (laughs) But a much younger Kelsey would have had a crush on Adam Banks. (laughs) 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 So funny. Like, that's so funny, because, like, when I was looking at him, I was like, is he supposed to be the cool kid? He's so awkward looking. (laughs) Guys, I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I for sure would have had a crush on what's Char- Charlie Charles, the one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the one. With one the mom. at the end. Yeah, the one with the mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you the only you one only, with the mom. You only see two parents. It is the mom <laughs> and then like the black kids' grandparents. So um. Oh, that was his grandparents. Yeah. I thought that was, that was. That was I thought it was his dad. dad. I mean, it might have been his dad, but I think it was his grandparents. I mean, he okay. looked old enough to be his grandfather. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, would, a, you would have had a crush wait, on. Wait, Christy, what would you rate it? <laughs> oh, what would I rate it? I mean, it's really corny, <laughs> but I guess I got a six, a five. Okay. I didn't hate it as much as you guys. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't, like, I didn't hate it. I thought it was, like, you could tell how old the movie was. Like, it came out in 1992, yeah. and, like, I was, like, thinking about it, and I was, like, that was the year I was born. There's no way. Like, this is so awkward. And you kind of knew what was going to happen when it, before it happened, because it's just like, that's always how Disney movies are. But I think if I, I probably would have had, I don't know, I don't know this kid's name, but I probably would have had a crush on um, the, the black kid. The there one was that was like, cake eater, the one that was like mean. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, okay. I was like, I was Do like, you guys I know what, what cake eater means? No. I was like, why is this an insult? And I was just like, wait, is this like homophobic? Like, I was trying to figure out what why would it be exactly was an insult. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't. I... No, go ahead. I was gonna think like just based off of like when he would call him that it would be like someone who is like pretending to be something and then like going back on it. I don't know because every time he would call him a cake eater, it'd be like when he would be like having fun with them and then be like see his other team and be like oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. But like I don't know because like Banks had a he had like the league was gonna let him play on the other team, right? Or no, yeah, because yeah, the coach like paid someone it. off or something. Yeah, and I, um, I just felt so bad for him. Like he didn't. I highly doubt that he like orchestrated this. And I was like, okay, even though the line is here, he's gonna play on this team. And then like everyone's the being boy? mean. To, yeah, and yeah. then like everyone is being mean to him on the ducks. I was like, oh. Well, I I kind of understood why everyone was being mean to him on the ducks because like he was part of the mean team that would like make fun of them and like they, yeah like you know so yeah. i think why they didn't like him but i also sympathized for him because i'm like he's still just like a kid but then i realized that like they're all kids okay so i have some notes um, <laughs> 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 okay so one um i love how like he gets he has to do this as a punishment for being for dui which is very nhl but He's still on paid leave. Like the the guy was like, "Yeah, we'll still pay you." The lawyer yeah. guy. I think because and then he has a driver. Guy. Yeah. Well, one yeah. Was, like, he, well, one he was like he's a lawyer, so he was making like a ton of money. So I wasn't surprised he had a driver because he had, was making a ton of money. But I just like I don't even think like his boss just wanted him to get out of the office. I think they're like, he "Yeah, we're just... paying you to go. Like, just go." Um. Okay. Uh. <laughs> A favorite line. I hate kids. They're barely human. <laughs> <laughs> a big, big mood. Um, and as the goalie, they were like, "You're the goalie. The it's supposed to hit you." And then he was just like, "Does that sound stupid to anybody else?" <laughs> I, yeah, I thought the goalie. I thought the kids were so funny. I think they were one of the funniest. I love when they were like about to all like hit him with the pucks, and then he realized he was like, "This doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Keep going, keep going." I love that. 
My, the, the, the goalie, he reminded me of Danielle because he was such a Flyers <laughs> fan. <laughs> like at the end, he was wearing green. He was wearing that Philadelphia Eagles hat. I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, man. My favorite line was um, when they're all throwing the atoms around in the um, classroom, and then the teacher comes in, and he's just like, my atom! <laughs> Okay, so these kids are supposed to be like ten, and there's like a very blatant blue balls joke in yes. there, like with the atoms. I was just like, yeah. what? I well, I had to look up. 10. I had to look up the rating for this movie, and I'm I was surprised it was PG. I thought it was gonna be like PG thirteen. Well, um, no, because I'm that makes so much sense because Disney always has like dirty jokes in their even in their cartoon movies. They always uh, have like dirty jokes in there. But the, the those kids are supposed to be like inner city kids that like, like you know, they yeah. they they've heard about blue balls for sure. Oh, the one part that like I was kind of just like I was so confused about was like at the end when like the one girl and the boy kissed. I was like, wait, aren't they siblings? <laughs> they kissed again, and I was like, I, I thought they were not. siblings too, but like they were holding hands. I know. I was like, wait, is this appropriate? They're ten. <laughs> And then um the when the mean team called the like that line the Oreo line yeah, I, I was, was just like love the casual racism, racism. I was, I was like, like that's oh, very hockey. hockey I was like this is a hockey movie when I saw that <laughs> and then later on in the movie the team the coach was like Oreo line they're like okay coach I was like they oh, wait a minute they reclaimed it <laughs> so, so great I love that. I love that. Like, he was about to fight some kid of calling him that. And then the coach is like, Oreo line. Oh. I'm just like, mm. Okay, so the adult in the movie, he was having a mental breakdown. And he started, like, quacking everywhere. Was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he was not stable enough to be the coach. Like, I was, was kind of, like, confused. But then I was, like, I was, throughout the movie, I was just like, is he actually a good coach? Because he was just like, you guys, let's not get into their stuff. Like, when they were getting, like, when they were, like, um, trying to hurt them or whatever. Let's not retaliate. Let's just go out there, play our game. You know, do what we have to do. I was just like, Mike Sullivan? Yeah, is that's I- where Mike Sullivan got this from. His coaching isn't new. <laughs> he learned how to coach from the Mike. <laughs> he did. And, like, um, what was that one part? Like, I mean, I think that I thought that he was a good coach, like, specifically when he was, like, teaching them how, like, to, to accept the past and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and he did it with eggs. And, like, once he had the money and the funding for it, like, he really did try to coach these kids. And, um, and, um, yeah, I think, like, he, the, the one of the biggest parts that, I mean, was clearly, you could tell this was something uh, he was going to learn, is, like, learning that his coach, the guy that he put so much, like, you know, emphasis in, and, like, he wanted to be him to be proud of him, and, like, he held such a high opinion of this coach, or what the coach uh, thought of him, but then he realized that he wasn't nothing, and then, um, but, yeah, like, he was just, like, so, like, once he realized that, like, his coach, like, just to win, it doesn't mean anything, or, like, winning like that isn't winning, and, like, kind of, instead of remembering what his coach taught him, he kind of remembered what his dad taught him, which, like, I was, like, oh, that makes, yeah, of course, we're gonna hear that. But I think that he had good, like, intentions with the kids. Yeah. yeah. I I don't understand how the Heat lost. Because it was... <laughs> Wait, like, real quick, the first period of, like, the Hawks against the um, the Ducks, I was like, this is 
the Islanders versus the Pens. Sweet. Oh. Like, this is, like I was I was having terror flashbacks. I did think that um I think it was in the second period when Fulton was taking a shot. I was like, oh, that might have been offside. <laughs> <laughs> he was so high up that yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fulton's right. Did offsides exist back then? No. No. Because <laughs> they didn't start until um until Sid like a little bit into Sid's tenure in the league. Yeah. I like when they had to write, I will not quack at them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. Um, Mike Badano cameo. Nice. I was like, I didn't even know if that really was him until I was looking at the credits and they were like, North Stars player one, Mike Medano. I was like, oh my god, that was actually him? Okay, he looks so um, weird. I couldn't tell which one was which because he yeah. didn't have a C on his thing and they didn't have numbers. And when they went to the game, was that an actual game and they kind of just like edited it in maybe i have no idea because it was a hartford Railers game both of those teams don't exist wait the north stars i thought they were the i thought they're the dallas stars now yeah but they're not the north stars they're the dallas stars um they would if this took place today they'd be the minnesota wild and the carolina hurricane oh oh my god that's right i like I was, that's one of the things I was, like, so confused. I was like, wait, they went all the way to Texas? And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, wait, what? And then, But then I was like, ah, well, it's, it's, it's too, I'm not going to um, think about it too much. If um, you were a player on the Ducks, which player would you be? Like, which player is most like you? Of two. It's a mess. Um, I think I'd be Tammy's brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, Kelsey, what? I don't, I never knew what his deal was. He was there. He sure was on the team. Yeah, I, you uh, know what? I'd be like the the quiet one of the Oreo line. Like, this, the other black The okay. other one? Yeah, the other I, one. I said, I think his name was Tanner. I said I would be Peter, the little small one that kind of. Oh yeah. my god! Yes, that's definitely you. <laughs> Him and the one with the glasses that always made the joke. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, the one. Yeah, because there was some. I absolutely believe it. Because there are times the guy with the glasses would make joke. I'm like, no, are you kidding me? Not now. <laughs> like, that's like literally you. Uh, um, oh shoot what else did I have to say okay so like um, these kids are 10 getting concussions yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay and it was like the refs were like refing like a I mean it was like a like not that important of a league but like they're just refing so like eh. like when they did that they were like they're like oh yeah you know two minutes for cross checking and then like when the uh, when the big guy like pushed him over the thing they were like you're yep. out of the game and he was like i'm out of the game coach and he was like, He's right there. Like, he, he hurt him. yeah and then like when the coach is like trying to rally them he steps onto the ice in front to get everyone's attention i'm like you can just turn around like they all can turn around and see you <laughs> when um when banks got out of the game and then they brought him out on the stretch out it, like he was like this like he was dead. <laughs> he was like, did it go in? And they were like, yeah. He's like, 
He's like, thanks, cake eater. And I'm like, wait, so is this an endearment? Like, what is, what's cake <laughs> what eater? What does it mean? Like, yeah, like, what is, what does this mean? So. Oh, my God. This was so dramatic. It was. Like, it was very dramatic and, like, also, um, it was, like, a, like, it was so hyped up and then to be, like, kind of let down, like, it was kind of boring. It, How- very NHL for them yeah. to, like, capitalize on this movie and give, give, like, Anaheim a team. Well, Disney paid for it, I think, because this movie got so much, it was so so much hype. Very I legitimately, I legitimately thought that this movie was set in California, and then it wasn't, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Wait, it's in Minnesota?" I was like, yeah. Oh, no. And Minnesota looked like Detroit, like it was like a broken down city. I don't know what Minnesota. Isn't looks that like, what Minnesota looks like? like? I didn't think that's what Minnesota looked like. I thought that was what Detroit looked like. I feel like in the like the Twin Cities. Oh yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't think because like when you think of, when you hear anybody from Minnesota and the a- NHL now, they're like, "Yeah, I lived on a farm and like we would go out into the park oh, and play." Hockey. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like I was like, "I grew up on the ice. I know when a car is able to go on it." Like <laughs> what? At first, I was like, "I was like, this mom is out of control." But then also, like she had oh, a point. She was, she was right. like, "I don't even know you." Like she was like, "Oh, you know? Okay, whatever." The whole romance between the the coach and the mom was so unnecessary. Like there was already there were so, so many other like big themes in the movie that's like you don't have to put a love interest in there. Yeah, and then it was like it's not even that good of an Yeah, and I was like, this is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Okay, like she was a waitress and she could afford that big old house. <laughs> yeah, it looked really nice. <laughs> like, it was like her mom's her like parents' house and they like left it to her. We don't know that. I mean, probably. Like, on a probably. waitress's salary, salary? Yeah, the house is paid off, and she's just and it was, a utility. Yeah, and it was decorated, like, kind of old. Older. Yeah. I, mean, I love all the I love all the daddy issues that were present in this movie. I think that was really integral to the story. Like, Char- Charles needing a dad, and um, Gordon having wanted a dad with his coach. Yeah. His forehead was so smooth. Gordon? Yeah. That's Emilio Estevez. That's Charlie yeah. Sheets' brother. That's wild. Yeah, I know. But, I don't know. I mean, I think overall, if I would... Did, did I rate it? If I think overall, if I'd rate it, I'd give it, like... I'd give it, like... I Danielle now would give it a 6 out of 10, maybe a 5 out of 10. But Danielle back in the day would have gave it, like, a 7 or 8 out of 10. I would have like, younger me would have liked this, for sure. I would have been upset. Yeah, I don't think I would have liked hockey, but I would have thought it was cool. Yeah. But I could see how, like, you know, that story could, like, get kids into hockey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This movie, though, like, when they were doing the thing with the eggs, I was like, I want to do that. I want to learn how to play hockey. Yeah. 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 I thought it looked like fun. The guy not knowing how to skate, though? Relatable. But then they taught him on roller skates, and I was like, it's not really like that. It's, it's not. It's not transferable <laughs> at all. Wait, no, but life. rollerblading does help with like your core muscles, and like Connor McDavid, like he was saying in the summers, he would rollerblade like to get faster and to work on his edges. They were just like doing it in a mall. <laughs> I know, it was like these kids weren't kicked out, and like it, it looked like it was like a high end mall. So I was, like, yeah, you're doing this in the mall that's near me. Like you wouldn't. You'd be kicked out. Like, they have, like, a serious, like, no kids policy. <laughs> no 
no kids yeah. at all. Like, they're, like, after eight, like, no, you have to be 18 or older. Well, that was a mighty dog. Okay, but, like, him, I still can't go to get over, like, Mike Medano being, like, hey, I haven't seen you in, like, maybe 20 years. Yeah, he was, like, this Do you want to try out for my minor league? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was, like, they were, like, this guy knows what he's doing. He was killing it in Pee Wee. It's, like, yeah, anybody over, like, 5'5 five, five killed it in Pee Wee, Mike. Yeah. Like, like there was no, he scored a hundred. They were like he scored a hundred and ninety eight goals. I was like, yes. okay, Wayne. <laughs> I, I was like, what? it was like, but you didn't score the goal that counted, did you? Okay, but, like, yeah. let's start. Talking. Okay, I don't understand that. I don't understand. Like, it's a penalty shot. How does that mean that the other team wins? They were I tied. Think <laughs> Hi. That's also a good question, Kofi. I have no idea. That I, I was like. No, they lost in overtime. He said, but wasn't yeah, it because but they were the... still tied? Tied. I mean, they were. They were. Still tied. They were tied. It, they were tied at the end of the third period. If he had made that penalty shot, they would have won. But in then bec- they lost in overtime because he didn't. Well, no, because soon as he missed it, the kid, the goalie like threw his hands up and was yeah, like, yeah, they all like celebrated. So it's like <laughs> I don't know. The rules were stupid because like they would be tied and they're like, oh, yes, we won, we got that tie. And I'm like, I think no. they didn't have they didn't have overtime wins. Then, yeah, probably. So like that was so crazy. But that's so funny. Did you Crosby watch this movie? Like I, like forced his parents to watch it with him. Wait, when was wait? Sid was born in '87. He was five when it came out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dad, let's watch this. I can see like, Sid's on, dad yeah. being like that coach. Okay, why did he always pop his collar like this? <laughs> yeah. he, was, he had nothing else. He had nothing. The kid it was like twenty years later and he still was exactly where he was before, which was coaching Pee Wee. One of the greats. Yeah. Like who did you produce? And he was who? like, Yeah, he was like, You could have been someone but now you're 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 a nobody. You never even were. Well wait, if he played with Mike wouldn't it have been him? I don't think so. I think they played against each other. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not giving that coach any credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's that guy. Like, homegrown talent from Minnesota. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I guess, um, what was the coach's name? Bombay? Could have been Brock Besser. <gasps> no. Or Blake Wheeler. Uh, yeah, okay. He'll never some... be Blake Wheeler, let's be honest. I mean, 35 just now getting a shot in the minors. <laughs> I cannot get over that. Like, the like, fact yeah. that he did it. I'm like, and then he was like, no matter what happens, <laughs> on the be back this season. I was like, well, wait, if you're in the, if you actually make it in the minor, you're just going to try out and then go? What? Yeah. <laughs> Do they play 82 games in the AHL? They play like a good amount. Well, they play like three games during the weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. Dude, come on. And I found he was able to just walk into a school and be like, hey, I'm here to see these kids, and they let him. (laughs) I'm not a funny. The teacher's face, she's like... (laughs) 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 Oh, man. What a movie. Sure is a movie. 